Building influence is something anyone can learn. It's an investment you can make in yourself and it can hold the keys to achieving your dreams and having the life and impact you want to have. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've learned a lot over three decades about building and sustaining influence and how using it and using it effectively can make a big, big difference in your life and career. Here on She Said, She Said podcast, we're digging into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. If you thought being an influencer was just for social media, think again. Whether you're starting a business, raising money for a cause, negotiating a promotion, running your household, or trying to connect with those who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will increase your chances of success, whatever your goals may be. Listening to She Said, She Said podcast is a smart, efficient investment you can make in you. I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited we're on this journey together. Hey friend, welcome to the podcast. Do you pick a word of the year? You know, a word that essentially serves as a mantra and that crystallizes an overarching goal for you this year? Maybe it's a reminder to help you stay focused on that one especially important overarching goal. I love this concept and I've been incorporating it into my own goal setting for the past several years. But one thing I've found that's really important is that identifying a single word that essentially serves as a mantra is most impactful when I first complete those reflections for the previous year and make a good solid list of priorities for the year to come. I find that that type of homework, if you will, prior to picking a word can be really, really helpful. This year, my word is one that's likely to resonate with many of you. It's not sexy, but I know it's going to resonate. But before I share my word, I wanna digress for just a minute. Back in January, in episode 177, I shared a vision board process that I learned and that I like to use to open up my perspective and subconscious, especially at the beginning of the year. This year, after I created my board and then I stepped back to take a look at it, I looked at the images and the words that I had selected, and then I thought about my goals. Many of them focused on growth in very specific areas. The images on the board reinforced things like the book that I hope to write one day. And then there were words that reinforced my commitment to my family, to my kids, and to Joel. There were beautiful, serene locations where I'd like to have time to travel. I also saw other specific personal and professional goals reflected in one way or another through the images and the words that had really resonated with me as I was going with my scissors and clipping from the magazines. It was through this process, though, that an unexpected word actually jumped out at me. It wasn't actually a word that was written on the board, but instead a concept that I saw very clearly when I looked at all the images and then thought about what they meant to me in the context of my goals. In essence, 
in order to do the things that I wanted to accomplish and have the time to devote to the things and people who matter most, I needed one thing, space. So my word is space, as in making space needed to make progress toward goals, space to reflect a bit more, and space to allow myself to create the environment and the discipline where my creativity can more easily flow. As I thought more about it, I knew that I needed to build more time into my schedule on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis to build momentum toward making progress on these other goals that I don't seem to have time for. I wrote about the concept of space in my journal when I had this little epiphany And as is often the case, I suspect you find this true as well, when we open up our subconscious, I started to see the concept everywhere. Literally everywhere I looked, someone was talking about the power of space. So I dug deeper still, and I found this really interesting article by Jocelyn Glee. She put this concept into the words that I had been struggling to find, and she wrote about it so beautifully. Here's what she wrote, and I quote, In design, white space is negative space. It's not blank space because it has a purpose. It is balancing the rest of the design by throwing what is on the page or the screen into relief. The white space helps you focus your visual attention. Oh my gosh, exactly. How beautiful are those words? It really encapsulated um, this concept that I that was clearly so important that was resonating with me, but that I was having trouble finding the words to describe. When I thought about how this concept applies to my daily schedule, this has often been a big tension point in my life. I know I need to build in that time, but I have so much on my plate. Can you relate? I know you. I know you can relate. Like so many of you, I'm a doer. I'm a producer and an executor. I get stuff done, lots of stuff. I know you do too. But here's the thing. When we focus too much on the list, the often endless, overwhelming list, and not enough on the big picture, we run out of the creative fuel that's actually needed to help us accomplish the bigger things on our dream and goal list. You know, those more aspirational pursuits that require not just execution, but the time for reflection and fine tuning and creativity all along the way. In last week's conversation in episode 179 with Inspiro Tequila Company founder Mara Smith, Mara and I talked about the importance of being willing to take things off your list and to delegate in order to create more space for what matters. Now, keep in mind, Mara created her tequila company over a two-year period, essentially during COVID, and she launched it in 2021. I thought the metaphor of her clean tequila product and this concept of delegating rather than adding was a beautiful way to think about this concept of space. Again, it all comes back to my word, space. 
Another element to this is removing visual or psychological drags on our conscious psyche, those physical distractions that can impact our ability to concentrate and to create. A truly simple but powerful example of this is clutter and lack of organization generally, often the bane of my existence. In episode 176, just a few weeks ago, with professional paper organizer Lisa Woodruff, she brings this concept and its impact into sharp focus. If you missed the conversation with Lisa, please be sure and go back and listen. Those little investments in tidying up or in having someone else help you do it, there's no shame in that can literally lift your spirit and help you gain more space by giving yourself more time when you aren't looking for paper and stuff that you've misplaced under all the other stuff. Anyone with me here? Just the thought of this makes me cringe a little. So while the word space may not seem all that sexy, for me, It's the momentum that's reminding me what needs to happen to get to that next level and to really tackle not just the little stuff that I can check off my list, even though that does feel great, but the bigger stuff, which actually feels even better. The stuff that will really matter more in the long run. A great example of using space strategically is making time for real learning and connecting and networking and for challenging ourselves to grow and build our respective networks. Connecting with our close friends and our support systems and our pals is important for sure, but sometimes without enough focus on space and building it into our schedule, it can be tough to find the space to challenge ourselves to make new friends and to build new contacts and to reach out to somebody outside of our network to learn from them and to exchange best practices. That's often where we'll challenge ourselves the most. And as adults, let's face it, that can still be a weirdly terrifying prospect of putting yourself out there to forge new relationships and hopefully a friendship with somebody who's basically a total stranger. It requires that we be vulnerable, that we trust a little more than we might otherwise, and that we embrace a growth mindset that's focused on how we can foster a real connection with another person that's also, hopefully, a two-way street. The concept of connection is so core to building and sustaining influence. I often think of it as the real secret sauce. It's not just connecting with someone in the interest of getting them to help you, but instead thinking about how you can engage with the person whose help or contacts you need in exchange for some type of value that you can offer to her or him as well. Many people will help you regardless of whether it's mutually beneficial, but I've always found that connection that you make can be deeper and more impactful when it's a two-way street right up front. That is an essential component for building influence, by the way. 
This past week, she said she said podcast and media served as the official podcast sponsor for an incredible gathering of creative business women, founders, and entrepreneurs. The Southern Sea Summit is the embodiment of both the concept of the power of connection and the gathering also reinforces why making space in our schedule for taking time away from the day-to-day to learn and to challenge ourselves can be so impactful and often transformative. For the women who attend this gathering, myself included, it is a refueling of the creative tank with new ideas and new ways of thinking about the world and our respective businesses, challenges, and projects. But these experiences don't happen when we don't build space into our schedules and proactively plan for them. Again, space. Fashion designer Leela Rose, who will join me soon on this podcast and was uh, an attendee at the Southern Sea Summit, also said something really relevant to this topic of space and it resonated with me and so many other women in the room. It relates to how Leela thinks about delegation and her conscious focus on spending her time on the things and the people who matter most to her and that require input that only she can provide and delegating without guilt those things that she doesn't. Over the course of the next few weeks, we'll be rolling out a series of conversations, including the one with Leela, that flow from the Southern Sea Summit content. I think you'll find that this collaboration both fully aligns with the brand and spirit of She Said, She Said podcast and our focus on building and sustaining influence. I think you'll also find that it reinforces the importance of my word of the year, space, and the value that comes from strategic personal growth including from the investment you make each week in yourself when you join me here at She Said, She Said podcast. I'm really glad that you do. It really is about this concept of building that space into your schedule and your life and remembering that an investment in ourselves is often the best way that we can more effectively invest in others and in all the other ways that we hope to have an impact in our lives. Okay, now that I've shared my word of the year, I'd love to hear about yours if you have one, and also the ways that you help increase space in your own life for the things that matter most to you. Before I say goodbye this week, I wanna say a quick shout out to all of the amazing women that I met and had a chance to learn from at the Southern Sea last week. I've included a link in the show notes for this episode where others listening can learn a bit more about the Southern Sea. Um, It's an amazing organization. I really feel like I learned so much and I'm excited to share more of this great content in the coming weeks with some incredible guests, including Leela Rose, who I mentioned earlier. In the meantime, however, have a great week. I'll talk to you again next week. Until then, take care. She Said, She Said podcast is produced weekly by She Said, She Said Media.